0: What is up? It is April. Today's April 14th for me. April 16th for you. I mean, what is going on? What is the world we're living? What is it? We've been going on tons of walks, you know, and if they're wildflowers growing in an alley, or sometimes neighbors are be like, you can pick a couple flowers. We've been picking them And my daughter gave me that She's like Here dad You put that in your office And I'm like It feels so good to know That they call this an office It's a garage It's a garage It's a garage It's a studio It's storage It's an office Um But we started that Like we went on a hike Back when you still go on hikes And um I was like, you know, we don't normally pick flowers because if we pick flowers and everyone picked flowers, then there'd be no flowers. And I'm like, don't you like looking at these flowers? And everybody was like, yeah, we love looking at these flowers. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, so we can't always pick them. But lately, we've been taking a little. Uh, Kate's been uh, bringing like a little basket every now and then and picking wildflowers. And Like I said, our neighbor down the street let us uh, pick some of their flowers. It's nice. I've never... i got to be honest with you. You guys know me. I love... I've, outside, I've said it before. Outside of people financially and health-wise dealing with these... Uh, not just that. There's like situations. You know, um, a really good buddy of mine, um, one of my favorite people on the, on the earth, his mom passed away tonight. And he texted me, it had been, uh, I'm not going to get into it because it's just like, it was, you know, it was just, came quick. It came quick and she went quick. Um, but, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to be a tough situation because you can't say goodbye the way you'd want to say goodbye, you know. Um, <sighs> She was a really, really cool chick. You know, I think it's funny Or interesting. I think it's interesting that like, when we look at our friend's parents, you know, we see a parent. When you were a kid and we had, everyone had one friend whose parents were the young parents, you know? And like young and healthy and sprightly. That was my buddy Rye. His dad and mom were always like a little younger than everyone else. And his dad... Like, would play hoops with us into until in, we were in high school. Now, I'm 44, and River is 4. So when she's 14, I'm going to be 54. I don't know. Maybe I'll be playing hoops if they want to hoop it. But I, I just feel like I'm already getting old, you know? But we used to play hoops with him. We golf, We still golf with him. We still golf with him. Um, you kind of look at people's parents as just parents. But, like now that I'm a parent and a lot of my friends are parents and like we have one group that all had kids at the same time, you know? And before that we used to all roll together. We were all living in the West side of Los Angeles. We all had like, no one has the same job in our group. There's jewelry sales, production company owner, eyewear company owner, architect, former, uh, executive at Paramount, former event coordinator for LA magazine, Um, both now stay at home moms and they crush it. Um, another like ad agency, EP, real estate agent, and then online marketing business owner. That was pretty much all of us. We all had these like different jobs. Everyone kind of traveled, but like we all like everyone had cool hobbies. That's like when you like should we make beer this weekend? Yeah, let's make beer. Like we'd always find cool things to go to. We we're always going to these cool things. People play. You have friends that play music. My best friend Jay who does a lot of edits. You know, he plays music. You know, and we go over there with the kids, and he'll play music, and we sing songs, and and it's awesome. You know, it's awesome. And um, my buddy whose mom just passed. We don't look at her. I never looked at her as like this chick who was in a band in college. You know what I mean? That was our friend's mom. And this is a good friend of mine from college. So I met her when I was like probably 18, 18 or 19. And uh, I remember their house and where I met her. And like my boy's grandmother used to live there. And his mom was always spunky. You know what I mean? There was five of them, four boys, one girl. Mom was always spunky, and she could. She had a giant smile. This woman had a giant smile, and like, now that I'm thinking of it, her eyes like sparkled. You know, she was bright. She was bright, and to have five kids that like, and they were like, they're not like Larson kids. You got four kids at the Larson house, and if you farted at the kitchen table, my mother was gonna. You'd be. You would be fucked. No, not with not with my boyfriend. His mom they would laugh their ass off. They were they were goofs. They were a bunch of goofs and she was like the, you know, the goofiest of them all. And Joan. And I remember my my boyfriend had this guitar and it used to be his mom's and she played in a band. And I'm like, you just don't think of our parents that way. Like, oh, she was that cool chick that played guitar and was in a band and then became this dude's m- mom. And uh Yeah. So anyway, it's a weird time that, you know, that so many people are going to have experiences that are going to be just changed and and seen through a different lens because of like this pandemic that we're in. Um, So think about her a little bit. Joan. Joan Curran. My buddy Fran's mom. I remember, like, when I met him, we met my freshman year in college, and he lived in, we live in this dorm. I went to a, a Catholic school, right? This is how dumb I am. You want to know how dumb I am? This is sugar-free root beer, ginger root beer. It's my new favorite thing, man. <laughs> You're like, it's sugar-free, dude. So I'm a freshman in college. So I went to this Catholic school, right? I had no idea about colleges. My my best friend in high school, Jen Liu, I married her and her husband, Robert. You want to hear a line that crushed at my friend's wedding? Jen's wedding. Jen's a doctor. She's very cold, very calculated. And I've married three couples. One was like, they called me. over like, can you marry us? So I was like, all right, how about some prep? Okay. Um, but the other two, like, we worked it out for a long time. I gave them sets of questions, blah, blah, blah. And Jen... One of the questions I said, if a week after your marriage, the other one died, how long do you think it'd be appropriate before you could get married again? I said this at the wedding. Black tie. Uh, and it was, I'm not saying it was, they were stuffy, but people were just, black tie, people were formal. And I'm sitting here dropping this at the ceremony, you know? And uh, this is not like best man speech or like, you know, welcoming. No, this is the ceremony. And I go, you know, I asked these questions to both of them. I asked this question. What would they do if after a week of marriage the other one died? How long before you could get married? And I go, and uh, Robert said to me, I can't even fathom that happening. I couldn't even give you an answer. And I said, and Jen's response was very similar. She said, one year. And it crushed. Anyway, what the the hell am I getting? What, What was I talking about? why why of why all of a sudden am I marrying Jen um I don't know why anyway um I guess I was thinking about when I met my boyfriend anyway he uh, so I, anyway Jen here we go Jen's the one who. I remember one night she showed up at my house with eight applications to colleges. She's like, all right, this is what you need to do. You need to do this. You need to do this. She got me envelopes, had stamps. She's like, you got to send this in. You got to do this. You got your essay. All right, you got to do this. And help me apply to like all these colleges. I went and looked at one college out of the eight. And uh, that I had already used to summer camp at because my mom ran a camp there. I used to have to go there every summer. So I already knew the campus. I knew everything about it. Excuse me. Uh, End up picking Saint Anselm College. It's in New Hampshire. They don't have me. Don't have me. Don't have me on their, uh, you know, notable alumni. Whatever. That's fine. Um. Anyway, so I get there like freshman. The freshman showed up like the weekend before everybody else, and that's like when you had your orientation. And I remember the first night, I'm like moved into my room. My roommate hadn't got there yet. And I'm hanging out with some dudes, some chicks. We're all just kicking it. And uh, the girl's like, all right, we got to go. I'm like, why are you guys leaving? They're like, well, it's parietals. I go, what's parietals? You couldn't have girls in your room past 11 o'clock or something like that on weekends and not at all on weekdays. And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea about this. That's how idiotic I am. Oh, yeah. Spend four years or five, if you're me, of your life at a college you know nothing about nothing that's what i did nothing and uh i anyway so i lived on the first floor of this dorm so like dudes would sneak chicks in so we were always sneaking girls in through our our, our window and i became i don't know how i even met fran <sighs> but uh we became boys and then we became boys with my friend uh zap and uh, Monty, Emo, Big Daddy. And the four of us are still on a, on a text chain. And we uh, you know, we did a house party the other day. It's like uh, the four of us have remained really good friends. It's the different phases of people that you are. Um, from like high school friends, college friends, and then after. You know, like certain things that I say with my college friends, I could never say around any other the human beings. Like I would never walk into... A room of some of my LA friends naked I just wouldn't College friends? Yeah The four of them They they would lose their minds We have pictures around here somewhere Of them shaving my back When I was 30 You know what I mean? That's like what That's why you go to college Is for that Um, Every time I go home Every single time I have ever gone home To Massachusetts Fran You need a car? You need a place to stay? I've taken his Beamer, his Benz, his truck. The best time I took his truck when I went home for his bachelor party. I was going home for his bachelor party, and it was also my friend Joe. Joey Alberta. Joey! It was Joey Alberta's wedding in Connecticut. Fran's bachelor party in Cape Cod. So I got in early, and I went down early. So I went down to Cape like on a Wednesday, and then I had to bounce on like Saturday morning to get to this wedding in Connecticut. So many great things. So I drove I drove down to the Cape with Fran and his brother and someone else. I can't remember who the fourth was on that Wednesday. And we took two cars because Fran I think it was Phil. Fran was gonna let me take his truck from the Bachelor Party to Connecticut for this wedding. I smoked butts back then. Holland Parliaments, Parliament lights. Anyway, I remember, so it's, like, down, like, there's all these different parts of the Cape. Some are, like, beachy. Some are, like, this, the house we were staying in was, like, in the woods. And then you drive down, and there was this one beach. And it was, like, you didn't get into the beach. You couldn't just, like, drive to the beach, like, in Los Angeles. You just drive flat, and there's the beach. Here, you drove into this parking lot, and there was, like, a restaurant called the Beach Comber. C-O-M-B-E-R. Let me tell you what you want at the Beach Comber. You want either a lobster roll. Pretty sure they have lobster rolls but fry fry clams, belly clams, that's what I'm getting, corn on the cob, mudslides. You don't need anything else. That's what's there. And then you go down this steep incline, like a dune, giant dune, and you get to the bottom, and there's the beach. So during the day, you go, you hang out at the beach, you go up, you grab a couple drinks, eat, watch the Red Sox, go back down to your spot. So we drive all the way down there, and this is what I'm talking about. This is who we are. I'm driving with his brother. His brother's driving. I'm riding with him. Franny and Phil are in another car. And I said to him, like, pull up. And I drop my and I moon him out the window. That's what that's like what I would do with them. We're fucking we're assholes. So we get down there and Fran's like, you know, this is gonna be his weekend. And he goes, Before we go to the house, let's go down to the beach. I just want to see the beach. I want to see the ocean. I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm for me. I'm, like, flying home from Los Angeles. I get to be with my boys. I'm, like, going to go from one celebration of a friend to another celebration. I'm smoking butts. I mean, now, if I look at it, I'm like, I have no responsibilities. I can smoke butts because I'm not worried about dying. I'm just smoking butts. Anytime you see someone smoking butts. Sometimes I'll be driving. I see people. I just go, smoking butts. I just yell at people. (laughs) You, it's very, seeing people who are hauling heaters nowadays, you're just like, you really smoke cigarettes? What are you, out of your mind? And then there's parts of me that are like, when I'm 85, I'm just going to start smoking butts again. Smoking butts, kid. What are you, smoking butts? Anyway, we get to the, we get to this, like, parking lot, right? And down the dunes, these, these, like, there are some people having a bonfire, Just on the beach. There's no one else down there. And when you go down this incline, then it's just a a big, like, bluff all the way to the top. So once you're down there, it's like you're secluded. It feels like you're on, like, this secluded beach looking out at the ocean. And uh, so we get down there, and we're just, like, these people are having a fire. And, like, hey, you guys want to hang out? We're like, yeah. We had drinks. They had weed. We had bots. Right? So we're hanging out with them And there's like two girls and one dude And then all of a sudden The girls like took their tops off And just started making out <laughs> And I remember like Sitting there looking at my boy And mean, like Hell of a bachelor party dude I mean this is How do you start it off We haven't even gotten to the house And this is just how ha- It's not like all of a sudden It turned into this fucking orgy But what I'm saying is like It was like What else could you even ask for Anyway, that's going on. And then we were like, Should we just go for a walk down the beach? And like come back? And he's like, Yeah, so me and Phil Phil I, I think at the time was like living in Oregon. So we both like walked down the beach and we're just hanging out, smoking a little 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 reefer, little little a little chiba chiba, little mm, little bing bang, little spliff, little J smoke a bowl. Little green, little kind, <laughs> little Schwaggy, don't you miss swag? Oh. Um. Anyway, I remember like being with Phil and being like, "All right, I'm gonna walk by myself for a little bit," and he was like, "Yeah," because that's kind of who we are. We're just like, "Yeah, man, I want to, uh, I want to have a little one-on-one time with nature," and he, and that's him too. Like, yeah, me too. I would like to stare off into the moon and wonder if there's something else out there. Catch up with you in a little bit, and we're like on this beach giant like dune bluff moonlight is there anything better than there is nothing there is no light that is better than moonlight that midnight blue that like is it a black sky no it's not it's like a dark navy that's slightly slightly has a silver to it oh anyway two other things from this because this is me and my I didn't know it was going to be this, but this this podcast is a little bit of a celebration of Fran, uh, who lost his mom, and a uh, celebration of her as well. So, Fran's brother like rented the house. This was before Airbnb, so like you had to like find houses, and you put down a deposit and all that. And I'll never <laughs> forget. By the way, I think you know this about me. I love seeing people do something stupid. I love it. You know what I mean? I love it. So I'm sitting there on the porch at this house, day drinking, music's playing, and at this point now, there's the four of us, and I think one other person has showed up. And I'm sitting there with my friend's brother, Chris, and uh, one of the greatest dudes. Such a great dude. And, And Chris... He goes, he's stressing because he's like, I'm just a little nervous. He's younger than us at the time. He's the best man, so he's paying for this. And he's like, you know, and he didn't have a lot of money at the time. I think he does all right now. And uh, he goes, I don't know. I'm just a little nervous. So I'm like, why? What's the big deal? And he goes, you know, I put down a 500 deposit. I go, dude, relax. Everyone's going to be respectful. What are you worried about? On on cue, one of our buddies, I think it was Fitzy, Mikey Fitz, who I used to own a painting company with, who's an idiot. He's an idiot. No, he's not. He's the best. But he's an idiot. Walked through the screen door. I'm talking the screen fell out. The screen. The whole screen door came down. He goes, I don't know, man. I'm just concerned. I put a deposit down. I'm like, what are you worried about? Nothing's going to happen. Screen door down. I'll be honest with you. I may have been the one who knocked the screen door. I don't remember. All I know is I laughed my ass. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. You couldn't write. He's just holding his head in his hands, just like, oh, not only am I going to lose that 500, but I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, you know, I just want to make sure that's recording. I'm going to lose a solid 200 grand. Like, we're going to burn this house down. Saturday rolls around. We'd had just, just an awesome time down there. Um, Saturday rolls around, and I'm like, all right, I got to roll to that wedding. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you got the truck? And I was like, yeah. Let me tell you something. I've always wanted a pickup truck. And I don't know if it's from this day, because I don't, I don't remember being a kid and being like, oh, I wish I had a pickup truck. You know, I just never remember that. But now... All I want is a pickup truck, but you need a reason for it. Like we had the, we were on a bike ride the other day or we were on a walk. Where were we? Oh yeah. Yesterday I took the kids for a walk in the afternoon. I've been trying to get my writing done and get done around three thirty four. So I'll get up and you know, at five or six so I can write till they get up and then get back out here at eight and then be writing till like three or four and then can take over for an hour Tonight, I took over to make dinner, you know, stuff like that, and uh, we went for a walk, and anyway, we saw a couple of pickup trucks, and I was saying to, like, the kids, I'm like, oh, look at that pickup truck, you guys like that pickup truck, and I've realized, I never knew that this is what it was, but when you, if you mention to your kids something that you like, they'll just like it, like, I point, we talk about houses all the time, I'll be like, oh, that's a mid-century house, that's a craftsman, that's a colonial, that's like, uh, a tutor that's a Victorian you know and like we point them out and i reinforce it all the time I'm like you like that house i mean they almost always say yeah i like that house they like everything why would they have an opinion that they don't like something you know what i mean why you're uh, you're barely alive you everything you look at you should like every single thing you should like and that's how they kind of approach houses or cars or trucks and uh we saw a pickup truck and i'm like oh look at that pickup you guys like that pickup and they're like yeah and i was explaining like what a bench seat is and and then my son goes but dad you don't want a, a pickup and i go why he goes cuz then where are we going to sit i'm like you're going to have to sit in the front dude anyway um fran used to have the pickup and then have the 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 kid the kid seat in the front cuz legally you can cuz there's nowhere else to put them anyway i think it was this trip in Fran's truck, leaving his bachelor party, driving from Cape Cod to Connecticut. It was like a four-hour drive maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Sitting in the front seat of a pickup, windows down, no shoes on, no shoes, foot up on the dash, knee at the window, smoking bot sky, blazing heaters. It was, oh, I didn't want it to end. The best was I'm leaving my college friends. And if you are still friends with your high school and college friends like I am, my high school friends know my college friends because, like, remember when you were in college, you would like your friends from high school were at a different college and they'd come visit, or, you know, like your friends from college would come home for a holiday or over the summer, and you know. So they all knew, you know, they knew I was leaving Fran's bachelor party. And I'll never forget, it was three o'clock. It was three o'clock. And. I was driving. Now, by the way, this is back from like when I was from when I was like 24 to like 31. I had zero dollars. I had if the pandemic hit. When in, in that time zone, I would have been fucked. I had enough money each each week for whatever was due that week. You know what I mean? So like I don't even remember if I had my own hotel room you know what I mean I think I might have been staying in someone's hotel whatever. I just remember now all my high school friends were like had jobs, had careers, had money saved, had bought a condo or whatever and I'm just like a, a goof and I remember it's three o'clock and I, I'm about I'm about to stop at an outlet to buy a tie for the wedding, okay. And I call my best friend Dave. I'm an hour out. It's 3.30. It's 3.30. I'm an hour out. I call my best friend Dave from high school. And I go, what up? And he's like, what's up Lawson? I'm I'm incorrect. It's 2.30. Okay? I'm an hour out. 2.30, hour out. I call... I'm I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm going to fuck with him a little bit. Tell him I'm just leaving Cape Cod now. And uh, so I call him and I'm like, what up? And he's like, hey. And he goes, what's going on? I'm like, nothing, man. I just got out of Cape Cod. I'm on my way. Excited for tonight. Can't wait to see it. And he's like, fucking Lawson. What are you crazy? You're going to miss the way. <laughs> Lawson's not even left Cape Cod. I go, dude, I'm fucking with you, bro. I'm an hour out. I'm stopping to get a tie. I'll be there. I'll be there by 3.30. I'll shower up, get dressed. I'll be ready for the wedding at 5. He goes, bro, the wedding's at 3. The reception's at 5. I was like, shut up. Are you serious? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, sir. He's like, yes, Lawson. We're leaving for the church right now. And I was like, well, I'll see you at the reception. And I remember I missed the wedding. And I remember back then just being like, like, I think people were annoyed that I missed the wedding. And I was like, well, who cares? Who cares? I'm here at the reception This is like the whole wedding um, Another classic moment with my boy That wasn't a, That was from Fran But but I remember one Fran story I lived in the first floor of this dorm Freshman year Fran lived in the fourth floor We became buds Our boy Phil lived in Brady And our boy Monty lived in Hillary I don't know how we all, I met Phil during orientation, we became buds, I met Fran that way, I met Eddie through either Phil or Fran, and we all just started, we just, I don't know how, we just all became like boys, so sophomore year we were all going to get like a quad, living room, two bedrooms in this one dorm, what we did for a semester, I got booted, they got a different roommate, no, it was me, Ben, I don't remember what happened, I don't think Eddie was in that room Anyway, I got kicked out I got back in Second semester, junior year They kicked me out After sophomore year I missed the end of sophomore year First semester, junior They let me in And it just so happened that Phil, Fran, and Eddie Had been living in an apartment on campus And their fourth roommate was moving out I moved right in Boom, we all lived together Their senior year, my junior And then they all went on Well, when I got back in Right? I got back in junior year. I turned twenty-one in February. So after I turned twenty-one, everyone was like, yo, we should have a party, right? So there's in this e- the apartments on campus were like one, two, three, one, two, three with a stairwell in the middle. Six apartments to a building. And it was like, I don't know how many buildings, whatever. Not a ton of kids in my school, it was like twenty two hundred kids in that whole school. Excuse me. And so was, we were like, we should have a party. Larson's back. We're fucking doing it. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. We got kegs. We like sold cups for five bucks. It was packed. The kids across the like stairwell, they had one too. Everyone like the, we just were killing it. All these senior girls were there. oh hot. It was just awesome, right? Selling cups. Anyway, our <laughs> our buddy across the hall, Billy Barrill. What's up, Billy? His dad, Ray, has come up that weekend to visit. Ray went to our college and was in the same fraternity as our boy, Billy, across the way, right? And Ray smokes heaters, smoking butts guy. So, like, they would go out in the hallway, the stairwell, and smoke butts. Yeah, well, it set the fire alarm off, like, three times that night. And, like, campus security came down. We got the kegs out of the way because it was like, you know, I don't know, fifty percent were you, you couldn't have kegs. You just could I mean you could maybe if everyone was twenty one, but whatever. We didn't get in trouble. But we had like one keg that wasn't done and like we just kept it in like one of our rooms and something happened like on the Tuesday after that that someone had to come in and check our apartment for like the fire alarms. Oh to like check out the fire alarms and they found the keg And then we got called in to the dean of students, the four of us. We go in there, and we're sitting there, and we're all, like, lined up in a row. And it's like one of those – think of, like, an old red brick college campus. That's what it was like. Every building is, like – it's on a campus. It's, like, 400 acres, 200 and – no, 350 of which are just fields and land. And we're in the dean of students' office. We're all sitting there. And uh, he's like, so, uh, you know, maintenance went in your room. They found a keg. And, you know, like, you guys, you're not 21. You're not 21. You can't have a keg. You know, blah, blah, blah. We know there was a party there, blah, blah, blah. We're like, yeah, you know. And uh, he's like, the fire alarm was going off. He was was setting the fire alarm off. And we're like, that wasn't us. That was Ray Burrill. Now... <laughs> It just so happened that the dean went to college and was in a fraternity with Ray Berrill, our buddy's dad. And I'll never forget, we're like, that wasn't us, that was that was that was Billy Berrill's dad. And the dean goes, fucking Ray Barrill. Like, like that fucking guy got us in trouble in college and he's do he's making my life a hassle now. So we're sitting there and he just goes, Yeah, so I gotta kick you guys all off campus. You're getting kicked off campus. And Franny. Literally, literally, there's the four of us. I'm here, Franny, Eddie, Phil, something like that. Franny just goes, and then turns to me and goes, like, this is your fault. You're the guy who's 21. You're the flunky. You're the one who flunked out, got back in, and then had to have a cake party. And now I'm getting kicked off campus. (laughs) To this day, we joke about, like, that he was just like, oh, it's, Larson did it. Because Franny was a hypochondriac. Franny would, there were some nights in college, he would take a nap at, like, nine, wake up at 11, and be like, all right, good night, guys, I'm going to bed. We're like, dude, you just napped. And he's like, I know, I'm having mono relapse. He had mono once in high school, and now all of a sudden, like, it was like mono relapse. Anytime anything was happening, it was a mono relapse. Um best dude the best dude i remember one time i was home and he would pick me up at the airport all the time all the time i mean still to this if i i think last year he picked me up one time if i asked him to pick me up if i flew in you know now i rent a car but like if i wasn't he he would be there i've stayed at his house with my kids i've stayed at almost every house that he's owned because you know he's successful and um this one time, he had just got, like, he, oh, he takes very good care, he's like a car guy, he likes cars, you know, and he takes good care of them, he knows how to fix them, you know, like, you can't be a car guy, I love cars, but I'm not a car guy, I don't even know how to change oil, like, when we were in college, there was this one priest who used to, like, get old cars and fix them up, Fran would go and hang out with him and, like, rebuild cars and learn, like, he's got that brain, he always wants to learn. He can take out, you know, he can knock out a tiny kitchen window. And it's put it this way I'm at his house, right? He's got this awesome house. And in the kitchen, it's a little dark, you know? It's a little dark. And we're sitting there. And this is what I like to do I like to prod. I like to say things that I would change in the house to his wife so Fran has to do it. That's what I'm about. So we're sitting there one day, and I'm sitting at the island in the kitchen. And I was like, You know what I would do, guys? (laughs) And they're like, What? I'm like, and knock these cabinets out, take that window out, and boom, put a big window. You need a big window over the sink. Look out on the backyard. The kids are playing. What are you doing? Look out the big window. Crank the window open. Get off that. No. That's what I would be doing. He's like, oh, and of course his wife, Annie's like, that's a really good idea. He's like, thanks a lot, Lawson. Well, sure enough, he just did it. He can do it on his own. He busts the windows out, rips the cabinets down, cuts out, frames it, now it looks it looks unbelievable, and he's stoked. He loves it, but, like, uh, he loves it and just messes with me because, you know. Anyway, this one time where I'm home with him, he picks me up. He's like, hey, let's go home. And he had, you know, he was in real estate, still is. So we always, for him, he's like, I can't be driving around in a shitty car. No one's going to believe that I'm doing a good job So like for him It was always important To have a nice car He's gonna pick clients up in it Show them houses in it And I was like Yeah alright So he had this BMW And he just got like The rims fixed on it Something happened with his rims Or maybe he got new tires I don't know You gotta like Those cars You gotta like get new ti- Like tires for BMWs You don't just like go like Yeah can you just throw a tire on it They're like Ferrellis You know what I mean They're like They don't sell them Certain places You know what's up water so he just got these new rims and he's like here's the deal i gotta meet this guy um why don't you drop me off at this meeting and then you can just drive around for a little bit come pick me up and then we'll go back to the house and i was like yeah all right i pick him up i i mean i I drop him off i know he had just got new rims i don't know his town that well right Mm -hmm. I drop him off, and I start driving. And then I'm like, "Ah, where am I? I'm like, where should I go? So I pull over, and when I pull over, I grind. How is this even possible? I've never done this. My wife will tell you differently. But I grind the rims on the curb. Okay? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I, I had just dropped him. I'm talking 200 yards down the road. And I'm like, you got to be fucking, I get out, I'm like, holy shit, I just scratched up his rims. Now, again, at this point in my life, I've never owned a nice car. I've only owned a nice car in the last two years, and I bought it four years used, and if I scratched the rims up like that, I'd be bummed for like a second, and I'd be like, whatever, I'm not fixing them. They would just be scratch rims. He had just fixed them. And I was like, what am I going?" Then so then my, my drive around time was no longer like, hey, let's go look at cool houses in this town, it was, how am I going to tell him about these rims, because I, I was going to tell him, and I was like, you know what I'll do, I'll pull up, I'll switch, let him drive, right, when I pick him up, and then when we get home, I'll like say, hey man, just want to let you know, blah, 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 well, I go to pick him up, he's like, I go to get, him, I was like, hey, you drive, you drive, that's the way he is, he loves that idea, he loves the idea of like you driving his car and he gets to sit in the passenger seat a little bit. He loves to like teach you stuff. Like check this out, check this out. Like he had a jeep for a while. We'd always take the jeep out. He had this beat up jeep that was his wife's. He fixed it, got it running, had it. They just would keep it around. He's like, hey, we just we just beat on it and take it places, go four wheeling. I'm like, yeah. So I, we drive back to his house, pull in the driveway. He gets out of the car. I get out. I'm I'm going to be like, hey man. He goes, you scratched up my rims last? And I'm like. Dude, I was going to tell you, he's like, oh my, I just had him fixed. Just had him fixed. And I'm like, dude, I was going to tell you, not knowing that those rims were probably like, I don't know, expensive, you know? But he didn't give a shit because it was me. I mean, he probably did, but all heart. And uh, so much of him and who he is is because of who his mom is and who his mom was. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in the last year, like... Not calendar year, but year. I've had three really good friends all lose uh, two moms, one dad. And, uh, you know, it's. anyway. I mean, there's so many other, like, fresh things that we used to do together. We used to always have a lot of fun. He used to take out my Jeep. I had a Jeep Sahara that I saved up my money for one summer. I had a painting business, saved a bunch of money, bought the Sahara. And when I would go to baseball practice and stuff, Fran feeling like can we take the jeep and I'm like yeah and I'd see them like cruise past the baseball field like honking cranking music and I'm like just sitting there like shagging flying being like there they go with my jeep and we had this four-wheeler route like through these woods and like I would put on pure moods you remember those cds you get offline pure moods uh anyway I would play that I had a lot of things that I was going to talk about on this podcast and I just end up talking about my boy fucking man you never think you're gonna lose someone like people are gonna lose you're gonna lose folks but you're gonna we're gonna we're all gonna i can't even think about it. i mean i can but that's gonna oh man i'm afraid of what uh emotions are gonna fly out of me when i when it's that time in my life because uh I mean they flew out of me when my dad died And he wasn't even there Yikes But that's why I think it's like I wish I could even I mean I, I can't go home You know what I mean Can't go home To like just be there with your buddy Because I remember when my buddy Dave His dad passed I went home And like there were like collages And we just walked around and talked about his dad And You just got to celebrate You know that person with them. I wish I could do that with him. This is my way of kind of celebrating, you know, because I, I always like to look at it as a celebration, not as a not as a, I don't know, not as a letting go. Um, yeah. Yep. The Franny was in a band, and they used to play out around Boston. So whenever I was home, like, they had gigs all the time. So whenever I would go home, he'd be like, you going to come to the show? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to the show. And I remember when I first started dating my wife, we went, and you know when you're friends with a band dude it's like where are you gonna put your jacket they have like speakers up there and i was like hey can we do he's like yeah and told kate like here bring it up and then he made her get on stage and then she gets up there and dance with her and he trapped her up there and stuff like that's that's who he is you know what i mean he would give you the shirt off his back and he did and has for so many people including me a number of times and uh we're all a reflection of someone in our lives, and I really think a, a big part of who he is is from his mom. And so, I'm thinking about him. <laughs> I'm sure we all have people in our lives. What am I fucking, Mister Rogers here? <laughs> I'm sure we all have people in our lives that we're thinking about. Do you guys know who Hugh Hauser is? Look him up. That's who I want to be. I I god, I've been really afraid of saying this because I'm like, well, if you say it, what if it comes true? And then I don't get to do all these other things that I've been like pursuing for such a long time. But Hugh Hauser, man, he had this show on PBS called California's Gold. And he goes around to these like small towns in California, only California, for like the Strawberry Festival. And a town that is known for having. The most uh, blue houses, and (laughs) you know what I mean, like these small town things. Huelhauer, this pandemic kind of has you in that mode. You know what I mean? That's that's what like I feel like we're just thinking about is like, yeah, what are like you know what's a small town? What are the? It's simpler times right now. Everything's simpler. You know, like we're all doing these simple things, and like. Everyone's talking about like, yeah, I get to eat home with my, I've seen so many dads that I know from school and stuff that like jog by, like I'll be out front of the house and they're like, hey, I'm like, dude, you live nearby? And I'm like, yeah, but no one's ever home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm home a lot, but like these guys are, everyone's usually working, you know, at offices. And so like now he's going for a jog because he can't go to a gym and he's not at the office. And I'm like, how, how are you doing? It's like eating dinner with my family every night, you know, and you're like, yeah, like, my wife and I both travel, but when we're home, every single meal we have together at our dining room table with no TV on, and we talk and we catch up. That's something that we've just always done. But not every family can do that because people have weird hours and you're trying to make a living. You got to worry about taking care of things, you know? And right now, yes, everyone is a little, is still worried about taking care of things, but a lot less, you know? I think people are more like, yeah, um, you could miss a lot of bills right now and no one's going to give you shit for it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, did you miss your rent? Yeah, the pandemic. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you miss your car payment? You could call anyone who has a car payment right now. You could call your place and be like, the pandemic? And they're like, yeah, just wait a couple months. What, Whatever it is, you could do it. Um, And I think so many people right now are just like, yeah, what's important? And it's like, uh, well, me with the family, that's important. Like, yeah, that's important. And eating dinner every night my friend's like working from home he's like i have lunch with my daughter every day now and you're like yeah it's anyway made me think of hugh hauser because that's just who that guy is is like yeah let's focus on these simple little people not not simple people but like simple things that people are doing and highlight how perfect they are and it's funny because that's that's like a lot of what my comedy is like, clearly that's what this podcast is but that's what my comedy is and you know how many times I've like brought an idea to someone who's a development or a writer or a director and it's like yeah so it's this little tiny thing and then it just expands and like oh yeah that's crazy. that's wild like this is tiny thing just to think that like that could be interesting enough for a story you know and you're just like yeah it is man it's like that's Why does every movie have to be about some fantastical thing that happened? It can't just be a little tiny thing. Even though so many things are, you know. Notting Hill, for example. <laughs> oh, let me talk about that. I think this is going to do it, guys, for this app. Uh, homeless guy. This is going to do it. Uh, I appreciate you guys Let me sit here And talk about my boy For so long um, I know it means a lot to him And I'm, and again I'm sure we all have Someone in our life That uh, You know We Want to celebrate In some capacity You know Today or, or last month Or In a couple months You know It doesn't have to be Happening to us right now It just doesn't hurt To like uh, You know Be prepared or be aware of it. I appreciate you guys. I hope everyone's happy and healthy and uh, focusing on the positive things that are going on in your life. And uh, not so much the limitations that we have right now. Uh, Always thank you for supporting. I'll see you next week.